0: Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Patricia Raskin Show. We are now talking about therapy and strategies to transform your life. We can never get enough of that. My guest is Randy Kamen, who's a psychologist and educator who helped to pioneer new territory in mind-body medicine at Boston University School of Medicine and Harvard's Spalding Rehabilitation Hospital. Dr. Kamen trains and speaks at corporations, health institutions, universities, hospitals, women's groups, and religious institutions about the best strategies derived from mind-body medicine and positive psychology. And her new book is called Behind the Therapy Door, Simple Strategies to Transform Your Life. Welcome, Randy Kamen.
1: Thank you so much, Patricia. It's such
0: an honor to be here. Thank you. you. Well, why did you write this book, Behind the Therapy Door? It's a very interesting title. What does it mean? Well, I really wanted people to have a glimpse into what
1: happens in therapy, and also, I use that vehicle, that, that uh, platform, rather, as a vehicle so that people could learn the strategies that often happen in positive psychology and mindfulness without necessarily having to go to therapy. I mean, if it's warranted and somebody wants to go to therapy, that's great, but some people don't want to or don't feel that they need that. So it could either serve as a complement to the therapeutic medium, or it could just stand alone. But I've been doing this for over 35 years, and I just thought, I have to put what I've learned about people and the way they navigate through the world and what would best help them and narrow it down to the lowest common denominator.
0: Body therapies and mind, you know, today mind-body therapies and mindfulness is is becoming, it's becoming popular now, particularly with this whole concept of neuroplasticity and how the brain can change, our cells can change. We think they can't, but they can. Absolutely, throughout the entire life cycle, from birth
1: to death, our brain stands to change, but we have to flex those muscles. We can, our brains will change anyway, but they could change positively. Or if we, for example, say negative things to ourselves, if we're anxious, stressed, uh, in pain and chronic pain and have react, reactivity to that, we could be focused on the negative and be strengthening the negative Rather than directing our attention to the more positive things in our lives, which strengthens that muscle, if you will, then we're building neural networks that are foundationally supporting us to have better, happier lives, even though inevitably challenges will come.
0: Yeah, so, so important. So you're giving people another alternative and, and is that what makes this book unique that you're combining these different therapies
1: well i think what really makes the book unique is that i've given the stories of six women and they kind of represent each one universal losses and challenges that we deal with for example mm-hmm. i mean not empty nest, for example, if you don't have kids, but empty nest for those who have children, the loss of parents, the loss of a friend, what happens when you go through menopause, what happens when you have difficulty in a relationship, and how do you ground yourself in such a way that you have the best possible outcome and that you Stand every day in your power so that you could have and create your best possible day and feel good about yourself and bring that into the context of your relationships because that's when you're truly happy and fulfilled, when you feel like, okay, I feel good about myself inside of my own skin, inside of my own skin but I also feel connected, because the number one thing that brings people into therapy is the isolation and loneliness they feel and the stress and anxiety that comes as a result of that.
0: Are you seeing that more now than you did 10 or 15 years ago? Is there more stress because there's more technology? um, People are more isolated, even though they're on their smartphones and cell phones more. There's not many times as much you know physical interaction in person what do you what do you think you
1: know I think in some ways technology has improved our ability to connect mm-hmm. but in many ways we've become more isolated and there's great research on that. <clears throat> There's a great book, Bowling Alone, and it really cites all the literature on that. But I also have that on my website. But the idea being that yes, we resort to technology to texting instead of instead of picking up the phone or saying let you know let's let's meet, let's talk, let's connect. And I think that that oh, and we stare at computers for inordinate amounts of time, and that's a mm-hmm. great disservice because if we're are feeling alone and disconnected, that feeds into it. And then there, you know, we could develop a fear or some kind of um, disassociation from the relationships that we really want to foster. So in the book, what I do is I teach people step-by-step how to fortify themselves through morning, afternoon, and evening rituals. And all of these mm-hmm. rituals only take a few minutes. So it's like three to five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the afternoon, five minutes in the evening, and you could really start building and developing a stronger sense of connection to the self. And mm-hmm. once you have that, once you feel more Worthy, more self love, more self compassion, then you're more apt to seek out relationships. But when we're isolated, which can happen in a vacuum or when we're alone at our desks or computers or however we're doing it or not connecting with friends and just dealing with being a mother or a business person or an entrepreneur, you know, whatever we're doing. And so you feel fundamentally good and within your own skin, then you bring this beauty to your relationships. So, for example, if you took some time every single day to just take in, even for 10, 20 seconds, something good that happened today, something good that happened this morning or this afternoon, what really felt good, and you just let yourself really... Kind of meditate on that for 10 seconds, for 20 seconds, and let it soak into the fibers of your being. If you do that every single day, your body will sort of adapt, your mind will adapt to taking in good moments because we found that the good tends to slip away really quickly and the positive and the negative is what we hang on to. So if somebody says, four compliments to you and right. then and one, one negative. negative thing you know this could have been better that's yeah. the thing that we tend what to remember and yeah. it's it's a disservice to us yeah. And yeah. and then we bring that forth in our relationships so the idea is to ground ourselves in how empowered we can be and how powerful yes. we can be when we feel good about ourselves. Yeah, I want
0: the, to, add to add something to that that's interesting. I had a meeting this morning with a business person in terms of collaboration, and it, And this person I've known for a long time, he's always seemed sort of stern, and we had to talk about that, but I got to know him because I thought we could collaborate on a project, and he started telling me the most amazing stories of his family and his father and it was this whole new person came out and he said to me at the end you know he said a lot of people think i'm just brusque everyone thinks that i said well i did too you know he says but i'm really blah 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 and i was fascinated and i learned something from him about you know what values are money versus you know character i mean it was just a lot of things i really needed to hear because he was telling a story and i thought to myself you know, I could have said, I could have come back and said, well, maybe I'll work with him, maybe I won't, eh, but I didn't say that at all. I said, look at what I learned from this individual that I never really knew before that taught me something about the value, right, the whole entire value of life and what the difference is between that and between just the external, internal, because so many times we focus on the external. So I thought that Absolutely. was interesting. Yeah. And
1: so often... We see somebody, we see their behavior, and we instantly, within seconds, judge that person when we haven't even given them a chance and we don't even know who they are. Because chances are, when you meet people and find out who they are, there's so much richness, potentially, in those relationships. And I've often found... Myself, that if I if I do that, that those are the people I end up liking. But there's something within us that we see in them that we don't like or we judge, and we therefore say no to that person. But as soon as we turn it to a yes, there's connection. So, you know, keeping your heart open is a learned skill. You could learn how to do that. It doesn't come naturally to many
0: of us. Agree. Yeah. yeah, And we weren't raised that way, particularly those who are baby boomers. We weren't raised to keep our heart open and to be women who were strong and entrepreneurial. I wasn't raised that way. Maybe um, some were. I wasn't. No, no, particularly, you know, those of our, our, again, the boomers. So let's talk about that in terms of women. You know, what do you think are some of the toughest challenges that women face and the skills that you teach them to deal with these challenges in your book? I think the greatest
1: challenge is really the fact that women don't feel worthy. Yeah. They don't feel worthy that of of having the best and the, and really um, and of connection, but most of all of themselves. So that's why I think it's really hard for women to ask for raises and to step into their power and go for what is theirs. It's a challenge, but it's something that, again, can be learned. When there's better self-esteem, when there's better self-compassion for when we fail, we think we have to be perfect. And it's crazy because nothing's perfect, and failing is, you know... Inevitable on the way to success. Right. So if you're starting a radio show, or you're starting a business, or you're starting whatever you're starting, there will be failures along the way, of course, because that's how you get to the next level.
0: Otherwise, you stay stuck. So, and I also think women, right? I also think women of our genre—not all, but I know—you know—part of what I was taught is, you know, don't speak up, don't make waves you know, you're saying too much, you know, it was more be right. proper, right? And don't, right. you know, don't upset the apple cart. Right. And you are too much. You
1: are too much and tone it down.
0: All exactly. of those
1: messages. Exactly. Be invisible. You should not, you know, that's not for girls. That's not for women. That's not nice. And it, it, it's, you know, it's really keeping us small. And there's no yeah. reason for any of us to stay small anymore when we realize that oh, we have so much wisdom at a certain point to bring to the table, it's such a rip-off not to use our wisdom for the right. next
0: generation or, and for each right. other and, to help and each I think, other. Right, and I think the next generation is getting that. You know, my daughter is independent because she saw an right. independent mom. So she didn't right. have to struggle with that. It wasn't like, oh, is it okay? It was, of course it's okay. Right. So, right. you know, I right. think we were, the, we were the trailblazers, if you will.
1: You know, we were the trailblazers. I see it with my own daughter. Of course, I see it with my son because I think men were sort of trained that way early on, so there was no other message to give them. But we fought hard, women of a certain age, to make sure that That didn't happen. But there are still so many women that I see in their 30s and 40s and 50s that stay small and play small when there's a much bigger game out there to play. And once you feel grounded and feel worthy, like I'm worth this and I'm going for it 100%, then everything starts to shift. Mm -hmm. And that idea of perfection is, I I wrote an article a long time ago uh, for the Huffington Post, uh, The Death of Perfection or Perfectionism, because it it just keeps us from really achieving what we're capable Mm -hmm. of. You know, we just want to go on to the next thing and keep growing. And there will, of course, be mistakes that we make, we learn, and
0: we continue to grow and blossom. Yeah, so true. And um, I I think the the other thing I want that you talk about in your book that goes along with the whole going back to the whole mindfulness piece is breathing. We don't, you know, really learning how to take a breath. So I would say,
1: Patricia, the bottom line to all relaxation, to all mindfulness, to all meditation is just learning how to breathe properly and most of us don't know that and it's the most essential thing and I would say narrow down everything and if if, if you can't stand to meditate, if you don't get it about mindfulness although I talk about it in the book you don't get it about meditation or just can't do it just breathing abdominally and knowing what that means for a few minutes every day or as much as you can every day, Mm -hmm. trans. Forms your experience because just breathing abdominally brings you into the present moment faster than anything else you could do. In fact, you can't be breathing abdominally and not be in the present moment. It's, it's just it's one of those core exercises. In fact, I created an audio um, for anybody that wants it. It's free. It's just for uh, learning how to breathe abdominally. And I take people through, you know, just a little learning um, message, and then teach them how to do the uh, the breathing. And that's available to anybody that wants. I'm happy to give the link. But go ahead, go ahead. uh, It's it's at dr. dr. Randy Kamen. Randy is with a Y. Kamen. K A M E N. dot com forward slash breathe. B-R-E-A-T-H-E. And honestly, just learning how to breathe. If you just got that down and practiced that every single day, it brings personal empowerment in a subliminal way that you can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're very deliberately making something conscious that's an unconscious act, improving upon it, massaging it, getting it better, getting it better, Until it's unconscious. And then it affects how you sleep, how you move through the day, how you can be more present in your relationships, in your own body, in your own skin. It's just amazing what the breathing does. And that's, I'm not talking about meditation. Breathing. the breathing.
0: All right, we've got about three minutes left. So I want to ask you this, and kind of wrapping this up. You know, in your three-decade-long expertise, working with various fields of psychology... What would you say are new challenges that people struggle with in today's world or any persistent issues that have stayed constant over time and what can we do about it? Where's the hope? Big okay. question. I, I question. think,
1: well, uh, let me make sure I address them all uh, but I think one of the biggest challenges is that we are lacking in gratitude yep. and connection yep. and the The grad, you know, being grounded in in the breathing meditation. If you're if you want to do that, which I think is so powerful, but at, at at least to do the breathing and to take in something positive every single day, and know that whatever you have, everybody listening to this show has something to be grateful for. And rather than thinking about what's lacking or scarcity, to You know, to really focus on what's good, what's sweet in my life, moment to moment or as often as you can, certainly once or twice a day. If you could think about what's good, take it in, take it into the essence of your core and then to know that you have to connect. Nobody is successful on a personal or professional level without connection. We, we need each other, and we need to stick together rather than think, you know, judging each other. We need to find the beauty in each other and help each other rise. And that's, if
0: we win, if I win, you win, you know, a, a rising Absolutely. tide lifts Thank all boats. Thank you. All right. How can people find you, Randy, in terms of webinars, seminars, uh, group sessions, individual therapy sessions, your book, events? We got about a minute. Okay, so everything is really on my website,
1: which is drrandycaiman. dot uh, You could, oh, which is dr randy with a y, caiman with a k, k a m, e n dot And you could find the book there. You could also go to Amazon or you could go to your local bookstore. If they don't have it, they'll order it for you. Um, it's behind the therapy door, but. All my, I do online courses that are live, and I always have one going, and there is really a sense of community that happens there. And, it's, you know, just to find a community for yourself is so important. So however you need to do that. But whatever... Whatever you're interested in, uh, if you're interested in learning more about my work, certainly go to my website, and, and be. I'd love you to join my uh, weekly newsletter, which is very content-rich.
0: All right. Thank you so much for being on the program. It was really wonderful. Thank you, Randy you, uh, Yeah, Stay on the line for a minute. Randy Kamen, her book is Behind the Therapy Door, Simple Strategies Transform Your Life. All right, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Find me on Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook, or you can write me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list. Until next time, have a great week. Bye for now.